Do you need your weekly comedy fix? Relax while we visit the sitcoms you love, the jokes you remember, the characters you will never forget, and the stars that bring them to you. Sit back, it's the laugh track with Jerry Strauss. Uh, we're so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Stacy Leilua, um, you are part of really the hottest thing on TV these days, uh, NBC's, at least here domestically, newest, biggest comedy hit, Young Rock. It hit big. Um, it's been a huge success story so far, and you are right in the thick of it uh, as part of the main cast, playing The Rock's mom, of all of all things. How exciting has it been for you? I, I know, as you said, that you're not here in the States, but uh, have you felt the buzz, so to speak? Oh, for sure. I, um, you know, like my phone's just been going off constantly in the last kind of uh, 48 hours since the show dropped. And um, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Like I've never really done anything like this before. I come from a theatre background um, predominantly. So to be on the sort of international scale like this and 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 working and um, engaging in the show, but then sort of putting it behind you, putting the work behind you, and then now it's you know people are experiencing what you sort of experienced uh, four months ago. It's, mm. um, it's amazing. I'm always um, touched by how that can translate and internationally, like having getting tweets from people or comments from people from all walks of life, sort of touch them or what they can relate to and what they find funny. It's awesome. It's great. It's it's really cool, and I think the one of the fun things about the show, uh, beyond Dwayne Johnson himself, is that uh, the cast, as we've come to start getting to know them, you guys are an amazing cast. But it's really nice that you're so it's so like keyed in, so dialed into what seems to be a very authentic representation of this family. Um, it's not necessarily you know you're not necessarily people that we've at least stateside have known before but clearly uh very very um very much a great fit a, a great casting um you certainly uh top of the list as far as just really everything we know about the rock's mom you you embody everything that we know uh what was it like being a part of that casting process how did you come to be considered for this show well, <laughs> I always laugh when I tell this story because um, people are just like, what? I I have a five-year-old daughter and um, at the time the audition comes through, you know, through the agency channels and, the, and so this, I'd just come off the back of a three-week um, theatre stint in New York. I performed at the Soho Playhouse. So I was in New York on the side of the world kind of middle of winter for three weeks and I was just like come back to New Zealand and I was like oh I just want to be at home with my family and just kind of you know have a bit of a breather and then this audition landed on my door and <laughs> one of the first things I saw was you have to be available to work five months and I just kind of kind of went I, well I can't do that you know it's too hard I don't want to be away from my daughter right. and um so I just left it <laughs> And I went back to my agent and I said, look, I'm so sorry. Um, it's just not going to work out. And um, my agent, Gail, is awesome. She never sort of pressures me into those things. And she's a mum as well. She gets it. And she said, yeah, that's cool. We'll just leave it. And then a few days later, <laughs> a few days later, I had a, um, a small role on a friend of mine 
um, his uh, web series and it was a Pacific Island story and so I get to the set and uh, most of the cast are kind of like my friends and peers from the industry here in Auckland and a lot of them are Polynesian and anyway the, this um, you know this the young rock audition thing came up and I said oh did you guys um audition for this um show and everyone just sort of stopped and they were like yes like every single Polynesian in New Zealand has auditioned for this show and I was like oh and they're like please tell me you put a take down I said no I didn't and my my friend was just like you have to like you, you have to and I was like oh okay yeah yeah so then I went back to my agent and I felt like an idiot because I was like look I'm so sorry but actually can I you know do this thing and she was like yeah of course you know the deadline's um, you know, coming up or whatever. And so I just, I did a self tape um, and sent that through. And then uh, it was kind of like in weekly increments that were coming back to me and just going, oh, they actually really like you, but can you work, you know, can you get some accent coaching and then do another tape and then send that back? They're like, came back, great. You know, Michael um, Niccolo, the casting director from um, LA would like to FaceTime with you. And it started getting bigger and bigger. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this might actually be something that happens for me. Wow. And um, wow. and then it just sort of snowballed like that. And then next thing you know, they were just, can we, you know, they want to fly you to LA for a screen test. And even that was like, what? Like, uh, you know, I just kind of go, I'm just, you know, an actor from Auckland and I haven't done anything like this before. Like I say, theatre has been my background. And so for them to be like, oh, you know, they're going to take you to Universal Studios and you're going to audition for this thing and a screen to, I was just like, wow. uh, okay. And like freaking out. <laughs> but I guess um, just trying to, you know, just kind of reminding myself, you know, she's she's a mum. She's a Samoan woman. Like at the core of it, this is who this person is. And I'm like, well, that's me. And I can relate to those things. So let's not think too much about, you know, the hype of like, is the rock's mum and you're going to universal studios i can't think about that because if you start thinking about that stuff it's just overwhelming yeah. and um so i screen tested with uh, joseph mm -hmm. um and there were a few other girls there as well and i think i and then i got to new zealand and um and COVID hit and then I get like an email on that same day saying, hey, congratulations, we've chosen you for the role. And I was just like, what? Like everything was just <laughs> surreal. And, but then like I said, COVID hit and it just kind of went away. And so we never, I didn't hear anything for maybe like a month and a half while the world was sort of spinning. And I, I sort of thought, oh, they might actually go with someone else who's, who's in LA. So travel's a thing. And, you know, I just, I didn't know. And then a few months after that, my agent got in touch and said it's all on again and they're filming in Australia and I was like, great. <laughs> so that's oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. That worked out. Uh, now, two <laughs> now two big questions come to mind here. Um, first of all, you know, you mentioned that you knew how big of a deal this was here in the States. We don't know what's going on on your side of the world. How big of a deal is Dwayne Johnson in your neck of the woods as he is as big of a star globally as he is here for sure like i think there's another level to it for um pacific islanders on this neck of the woods because there's just kind of like a running joke and this is something that i've grown up around as well is that as Dwayne started to become a household name through wrestling and then the movie like it was just like a bit of a running gag that people would say oh he's my cousin or he's my uncle I'm related to him you know and and it's and it's always just been this kind of thing and so that's another funny 
a funny thing that's come out in the last couple of days is that people who are related to me or like my friends going, oh, now we can actually say, like, we know someone. <laughs> people naturally gravitate towards him and want to attach themselves to him. And um, yeah, that's, I guess that that's who he is for us over here, but huge, huge star like he is all over the world, I guess. Of course, yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, people who follow professional wrestling know that there's this great lineage of Samoan wrestlers and Polynesian wrestlers, you know, many of whom are a part of this show. The Rockies are part of that lineage. And so that's kind of a running joke there is almost anybody who is of that lineage legitimately is related to the rock in some way, because they're all sort of, they've been an offspring of that family for generations since the time that you're even covering. So it's so funny. He's, <laughs> he's like Kevin, ba we, we have a joke here. Um, do you guys have the, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon joke over there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, he's, he's our Kevin Bacon now. He's the new generation Kevin Bacon. Um, now, Dwayne Johnson now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the other big part of this role is, you know, you mentioned in the end, you're just a mom. You're a mom and you're a wife. But you're not just a mom and you're a wife. You're a mom and a wife that's part of a pro wrestling family. And that's such a big part of this show. How much did you know about that world before this came along? I mean, to be honest, not much, you know, and that was all, all part of the research. Um, I had the honour of uh, meeting Dwayne and Atta on a Zoom call um, after I'd been cast, and um, that really like just gave me an insight into because I was, you know, you, you sort of like you can you can Google so much and you can Wikipedia and YouTube, but until you're actually like talking to the person and getting an insight into you know, like how life was for her. Um, you know, that's that's what when really hits you. I'm trying not to get like emotional about this. <laughs> so just look, I will cry at the drop of a hat. Okay, Jerry. Like first of all, um, I'll, I'll hold it together for both of us. <laughs> Thanks. Like, the um, I think just when she was talking about, um, you know, like you say, like her her father was a wrestler. Her mum was part of that world as well. So she grew up in it and then again married into it and then had a son who was in it. So she's like on either side, like that's her whole world, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, this was a woman who just was constantly uh, holding it together and, and hoping that um, things would kind of be okay in the end was the, was the general sense that I got from her when I spoke to her. And that's, you know, as a, um, I was a sole parent as well, um, so I can relate to that. And we sort of, when she started talking about, um, I think just the sacrifice and the idea of like, no matter what I do in terms of my work or whatever I have to say to my child in terms of like making their world feel good, I'm going to do that for them. And just always leading from a place of like just absolute love and support and so it was important for me to tune into that and I think that translates into the the rest of the world because it's this flashy sort of you know like these guys are superstars and then she's her, her husband is a superstar and there's this term arena rats <laughs> Dwayne yeah. and Atua were like this is something you need to 
just this this word arena rats and so i'd never you know and i was like and i was sort of thinking oh what is that and i was like oh do you like groupies and I'm like yes this is the equivalent of like groupies in the yeah. wrestling world and so little things like that you know i was like oh, okay like that that was sort of new to me i'd never heard that term before but um you know just just things like that and we don't, we don't necessarily see too much of that in the show but as a as a woman as a wife as a mother like having those things around you constantly for your literally your whole life it's happening to your father and your mother and then it's happening to you and your husband and then even you know they they sort of um were talking about when uh, rocky passed away last year some of these arena rats are still kind of hanging around and i was just like oh this this poor woman like i just felt for her and um what she sort of had to go through but through it all look at this amazing man that she raised and she was really coming from a place of sheltering him and loving him and guiding him in the right direction you know okay guys quick time out here from this fantastic conversation i'm having a lot of fun but let's talk about something that is super important a great organization no kid hungry is a campaign that is helping kids remain fed each and every day even when school is not in session so take a listen to this message and get to know no kid hungry because of the coronavirus schools have closed nationwide and kids in need are missing nearly 34 million school meals every day for many, it's the only healthy food they might get in a given day. No Kid Hungry has a plan to feed these kids, but they need your help. Donate now at nokidhungry.org to help feed America's children during this crisis and in the months to come. That's nokidhungry.org. Thanks. What we see here in this show is really three different time periods in the lives of this family. Uh, we see, and it's all obviously centered around Dwayne's life, but we see Dwayne as a child. We see Dwayne in high school, and then we see him in college. And we see sort of that evolution with uh, with Rocky Johnson as well. We see him in the beginning. It, it, it appears he's in or close to sort of the prime of his career. Still optimistic about where that career is going. A few years later, uh, we're going to see in future episodes that we're at a different phase of his career where maybe we're a bit on the downhill slope, so to speak. And then uh, in his college years, we see in this premiere that he is uh, holding down a, a job in a, in a factory, um, clearly no longer a full-time professional wrestler anymore. Um, for you, similarly, the same amount of time has passed. So what kind of evolution, I mean, that you can speak of so far, not to spoil anything, but what kind of evolution did your character have to go through from those different time periods? Yeah, I'm just choosing my words carefully because I, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but um, I will just say that, um, you know, we you, you see Atta now, she's very much um, playing the ukulele. Like if Dwayne posts stuff on Instagram, she's playing the ukulele, she's always singing. And I think the writers um, took that aspect of something that's very passionate and they've incorporated that into the show in a slightly um, fictional sense, but that's a journey that she goes on with that. Um, I think in later years, as she goes through, um, like, the, the teenage years with Bradley um, playing Dwayne, um, she's very much focused on holding things down at home while he's out on the road. So she... Um, she sort of has a series of jobs again not to, <laughs> to give too much right. away but she's very much mum um 
trying to provide for her family at the same time, be the mum for her son because dad's out on the road. Um, and then that follows through to when he's uh, going off to play football. And um, it's a, it's definitely a journey for her because we now see her, like, I guess the son that she's poured so much love and attention and focus into, that's been this huge focus of her life, and then now uh, leaves home and he's off sort of chasing his football dreams. And so she's kind of at home, um, you know, twiddling her thumbs going, how's my baby? How's my baby? <laughs> right. um, so, you know, that then actually sort of has to find a new focus for her. And in part, Rocky's the one who kind of brings her around to that. and. Um, she can sort of focus a bit more on herself and her relationship with him and, and love Dwayne from afar and hope that he comes home to visit. <laughs> gotcha. It's <sighs> yeah. great. Now, you touched on something interesting because, and Dwayne has talked about this in interviews as well, um, there's a lot of reality to this show, uh, a lot of realism as it relates to the accuracy of the things that happen in his life. They haven't been afraid to play around with adding some fiction as well to make it funny, to make it entertaining, to maybe just exaggerate or move some, some events of his life around a little bit, but it does feel like the, the love is in the details for this show. I feel like there's, uh, there's a sense of really trying to include a lot of the little things that he remembers from his life and his childhood and his family. Um, you know, one of one that comes to mind. I want to ask you about. There's there's a repeated mention of uh, your character of Ada as her her favorite color being red. That seems almost like a straight up love letter um, to to her actual life and and the color she loves. Is, is that the case? Is that a real thing? You know what? I can't remember whether I asked her or not, but I um when I think about the woman that she is now, and quite often, if she, if Dwayne sort of features her on Instagram posts or whatever, she quite often still has lipstick on. And she's um, she just turned seventy two last year. She's absolutely stunning, mm. and she's got the red lipstick on, and she has the say like the flower in her hair, which a lot of the time is red or like a hibiscus type thing. And so, I mean, I I can't clarify whether or not that was a real thing, but I'd like to think it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Do you? I mean, do you feel a lot of that input or discussion about different aspects of the show that you're privy to that are things that are sort of important to drive home, or or just kind of baked into the stories or the script that are just important things to include because they are just real details that help to tell that real story. Yeah, and I guess it depends what it is. Um, and, you know, I, I think it see, it feels to me like Dwayne has a really good um, handle on that and a balance of it. And I think you because of the nature of the show and it being a comedy and sort of, um, I mean, I would guess that, yeah, like I said, there's a balance of things. And I know that there's things in the story that are, that are made up, but, you know, the writers have taken that licence to make things a little, a little bit more exciting or a sort of a fun journey for characters that may not have the been reality for them in real life but added in um definitely a sprinkling of truth like <laughs> the funny thing is because he's led this sort of um quite often refers to it as like a forest gump 
type of life and childhood. And that's always stuck with me because as I'm reading these scripts and these characters come up and, um, you know, you kind of find out like, oh, yeah, that actually um, happened. You're like, what? Like he traveled around a lot and he came across a lot of people. And just, I guess, his exposure to the wrestling world because of his dad you've got you know people like Andre the Giant and you know he has real relationships with these people and just like wow like amazing um so yeah I think the the final product that we would have seen on our screens with young is probably a balance of the two probably mostly true with like a little sprinkling of a few um extra details for flavor yeah <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And it's nice. It's nice to be able yeah. to watch something that's entertaining and and feels true, but is still just such some sort of a positive, uplifting show or so it feels so far. It's nice to it's nice to kind of get that warm side and get to know this guy that the globe has come to be a fan of and to love just, you know, all in our own unique way. Um and it's so cool that you're a part of it. I think that it speaks a lot to what you what you bring to the table personally that, you know, hand selected to bring this very real, very beloved person in his life to life. So, uh, it's really cool. And I think that, uh, I think that the TV world is going to come to embrace this show more and you're working it more week after week. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I think so too. After this, um, you know, the first, the first episode we've seen all three time, frames and i think it's um that was to kind of give us an overall kind of introduction but as we go on each episode will focus on one particular dewey whether it's adrian or bradley or uli and mm -hmm. i th i think those episodes are really going to give us uh, give the audience an opportunity to sit with those characters for that episode and really follow their journey which um you know, like I said, we say it's a comedy and, you know, there's lots of laughs and stuff, but there's so much heart to the show and there's some really beautiful moments of um, truthfulness around, you know, we talked about the struggle and how things have been hard for them or sort of just actors connecting over beautiful moments to do with, like, their family or whatever it is. So the show, as much as it's entertaining and really cool and we go, ha, 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 there's also some really beautiful moments that will no doubt get audiences a bit teary <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um and we can't wait to see more of it uh stacy i i know that you we talked a little bit about how you're in quarantine right now you've got your alone time you've got your quiet time i hope you're appreciating it because as this show goes on i don't think once you get back out into the world you're gonna have that anymore so <laughs> enjoy your last uh yeah your last few uh months of not being mobbed by the world because the world uh, is coming to get to know you, whether you know, whether you see them or not, they're yeah. coming. <laughs> Funny because I, um, you know, like sort of out of quarantine and I'm already looking at the week ahead and all of a sudden it's just like, okay, all these things have kind of popped up to do and, you know, interviews and things like that. I'm like, oh, it's really, it is a, it feels like a, I've been in a kind of like a bubble of film, filming, the filming bubble, and then I'll come back here to like this quarantine bubble, and then I'm coming out and back to Auckland, and uh, it doesn't feel like it's, it's like been in a time warp or something, <laughs> time travel. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the Marvel blip. You were away for five years, and the world is totally changed once you get out, but. Uh, <laughs> 
But any, anyway, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for, for giving us some insight onto the show and just thank you for everything that you're doing on the show because it's, it's so awesome to see. Thanks, Jerry. No, no worries. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Great. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for checking us out. We'll see you next time on The Laugh Track. Thanks, everyone. Guys, thank you again and again and again for joining us on The Laugh Track. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you following us and sharing and spreading the word. And we want to keep the ball rolling. The Laugh Track, of course, produced by me, Jerry Strauss, with additional major league production by our maestro, Steve Prentice, our friend who does all the heavy lifting here on this show. And of course, if you want to hear more of our show, make sure you check out our website. LaughTrackPod.com is your one-stop shop for episodes old and new, as well as our free mailing list and links to all of our social media and many of the outlets where you can hear the show. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we are on Google. We're everywhere, man, and you can be too. So make sure you subscribe wherever you'd like so you can get the latest episodes as soon as they are released each and every week. Of course, social media, we're all over it, man. Instagram, we have an account that you can and should follow at Laugh Track Pod. Twitter, follow us there at Laugh Track TV. And of course, our Facebook group is growing and popping off, if you will. Is that what the kids say? You can check us out there and please join us at facebook.com backslash groups backslash laugh track pod until next week i'm jerry strauss for steve prentice this is the laugh track